All right, what's up, guys? It is Monday, May 1st, 2023. I'm JP Haynes, and you're listening to Creatives, Entrepreneurs, Black Women, and Other Stuff. If this is your first episode, welcome to my podcast. It's episode four. Uh, One through three is available to you. Go check it out. It'll give you a little bit of background on who I am, what I'm doing, and why. Listen, I'm a creative, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a black woman, and I'm a lot of other stuff. And I like to talk about a lot of things, but I wanted to focus in on creatives, entrepreneurs, and black women. That is, are those are the subcategories, if you will, that I fall into. But there's so many other things that I have thoughts, opinions, experiences, um, wisdom on, and I'd like to share it with you. So that's where the name of the podcast came from. We didn't want to be um, overcomplicated, so we simplified it. This is what we're going to talk about. I have been gone for a few weeks, been really, really busy uh, with work and preparing a lot of things, but honestly, I always want to come to you guys authentically, and I was struggling with a topic, and I didn't know what to talk about, and I didn't want to record an episode just for the sake of recording an episode. And I talked to a friend last week, shout out Chris. And I was explaining to him, I was like, yo, I got to get the content out. And uh, he said, no, you don't, you don't have to do it um, in that manner. You know, when you feel led, when you feel inspired, um, then that's when you release something. And it just goes back to all of the other episodes, that first episode, do it with what's in your hand. The last one, loose the label and not trying to color within the lines of these rules that don't really exist. And I get it. I know algorithms and content releases and the gurus will tell you, you have to release at a certain time and consistency and all of those things in marketing. And those things are true. And, and, and we should adhere to those at some point, but for me, this podcast is 1000% about authenticity. And I had to wait until I had something to say. And uh, oddly enough, inspiration comes from the weirdest places. And uh, these topics come from places that you just don't even realize. I didn't realize where this topic would come from. But here we are. So we're recording. Uh, We're in the studio today, laying this down, setting this up so that you guys uh, can be invited a little bit into my world, my mind, my brain. So welcome to the podcast, y'all. We're going to get started. All right, friends, let's dive in. This podcast is brought to you in part by... Okay, we don't have a corporate sponsor yet, but I'm believing for that. So I was just testing out my, you know, like name drop abilities, like my ability to do the commercial thing. Did it sound okay? Like creatives, entrepreneurs, black women and other stuff is brought to you in part by Target, Walmart, The Own Network, Tyler Perry Studios, BT, BT Plus, and infecting change television. How's that? So we're just gonna manifest all of those corporate sponsors, right? Maybe some people will write some checks for us. All right, we'll see. Anyway, so this podcast is brought to you by me, Infecting Change Productions, our company, and what we do. Thank you guys for joining us. Listen, I'm going to try to keep this at 35 minutes or less. That is my goal. Yo, I get to talking and rolling and all of this other stuff. You guys know, if you've been listening, that I say a prayer at the end. And a friend of mine who's in California was like, yo, you ended that prayer five times. And I guess it's the Black Baptist Church in me. But I did last time. So I'm going to try really hard to keep this under 35 minutes. To statistics say... The podcast 35 minutes and below are more, more likely to be listened to uh, in its entirety. So I'm at least I'm working with it, but we're going to jump right in. This 
is 40. That's the name of this podcast, y'all. This is 40. Legitimately, this is 40. It is May 1st today. And I'm recording this today. And we're releasing it today. Um, Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Because that is a part of the authentic space I really try to live in with this podcast. I have to color within the lines of so many things in corporate and business, um, in the entertainment industry, in theater, film, television. This is the one area that I have full control over. Not that I don't have control in the other areas, but there's so many things to consider. This is the one area that it's my words, my thoughts, my podcasts, my topics. Um, I get to say how I'm thinking how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And I just vowed to be so honest in this space and not have bells and whistles and pop and circumstance and extra and grandeur because I need a space to be real uh, and hold myself accountable for being authentic. Uh, It's so easy in, in the industry that I'm in, but in the world that we live in beyond the industry that I'm in to become unauthentic. Um, So that is one of my goals here is for this to be a safe space, a real space, um, a space of truth. So this is 40 y'all. It's May 1st. My birthday is May 31st. I was born May 31st, 1983, which means May 31st, 2023, I will turn 40 and I'm tripping. Like part of me is looking forward to it. I feel seasoned and I feel like I'm aging well. And I feel like I've got so much wisdom and knowledge and so many nuggets in my toolbox, my emotional toolbox and my mental and spiritual toolbox are all things that have really grown specifically over the past four or five years. And I'm really moving into the place, the person, the leader, the woman that I want to be. But then there's this whole other side where anxiety, depression, negative self-talk, imposter syndrome you're not good enough you've not done enough this isn't enough you've probably lived half your life what are you doing where are you what have you accomplished all of those things are creeping have crept and some of them have settled in and I'm tripping I'm trying to deal with it and figure it out but yo it's tough it's really really hard particular particularly excuse me particularly these past few months have really been messing with my mind and I posted a photo on Facebook today about turning 40 it was extemporaneous impromptu um and it really got me to thinking this is 40 but what is 40 what is 40 Is it, does it matter? Does any of this matter? The aging and the number you are 20, 30, 40, and you may not be in the realm of 40, right? Like you may not be a creative entrepreneur, black woman. You may not fall into that category. And if you're listening, I want you to stick around. Um, You may not be turning 40. You may not be hitting an age milestone. Uh, You may be hitting 30. I remember reaching 30 and having some thoughts and my mindset shifting really at 30 about life and who I was and who I wanted to be. Um, It may be 50 or 60. It may be 70. It may be more. um, You may be older than that. You may be younger. You may be in your teens. Um, You may be in your 20s. It may be Um, life changes, job changes. It may be divorce. It may be marriage. It may be the birth of a child. It may be the loss of a family member. It may be grief. It may be all of these different things, right? That birth these negative thoughts as it pertains to change. And I just want to talk a little bit about that 35 minutes or less. Y'all hold me to it. Somebody but there's nobody. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to try to articulate and not ramble. And if I ramble, maybe this was for me today. I don't know, but I'm going to try to articulate and maybe relate, um, and help someone while helping myself, uh, talking through this. 
So, you know, as a woman in particular, this is just my standpoint. And I know, fellas, I know guys um, sometimes have an impossible standard to live up to. You got to be a man um, and masculine, but not too masculine and, you know, uh, but not too, not too feminine and not too much, not too sensitive and not too much of this and not too much of that. And we've placed such negative connotations on words like sensitive and emotional and confrontation, all words that don't have to be negative because you're sensitive does not have to equate negativity, but we've used it in such a negative way, especially with our young men. You're so sensitive or to people in a relationship. Why are you so sensitive? Um, But to be sensitive to something is to be keen and to be aware and high feeling and high functioning in some areas. And that doesn't mean it's negative. Um, But so, guys, when I say as as a woman and for women, I'm not um, ignoring or negating you. But there is a male perspective that I simply do not have. I have experience, obviously, with the male species, uh, tons of experience from family to dating to all of these other things, to business, et cetera, to friends. However, um, there is obviously a male perspective that I lack, that I'm unable to possess, um, and I acknowledge that going in. But uh, so when I say as a woman, I'm not saying this means that men don't have this same struggle Uh, perspective or whatever. I'm just talking about my personal uh, position here. But as a woman, I feel there are so many freaking boxes we have to check by by a certain age. You got to be married. You got to have kids. You got to do this. You got to do that. Do you have your degree? Do you have your your PhD, your master's? Do you have your MRS, your miseries? Are you a wife? Are you a mother? Are you this? Are you a church goer? Are you a Christian? Are you, are you on the motherboard? Do you pray? Do you, are you in the choir? All the freaking things, man, that not all women fall into all of these categories. I'm going to tell you now, I'm not married and I don't have any children biologically. Sue me, crucify me, whatever that is, right? I'm approaching 40. Um, Lord willing and the creek don't rise as we say in the South. If the Lord says the same, And I'm not any of the conventional things that I believe the world views as, uh, or I'm not the conventional woman and I'm okay with that. And I, and you're going to have to be too. My mom will be 70 this year. My dad will be 72. Um, and if we've got 20 or 30 more years with them, we're so incredibly blessed, right? And the reality of that, the reality of our own mortality, the reality of the mortality of our family, and the thought of it could be over at any moment, which it's always been that way. It could be over at any moment at any time. But as you get older and you look at the world, you start to think about and for some people, it's the life you lost, the life you think that you wasted, the time that you missed. And I think that's where I am. I think about, man, I screwed my 20s. <laughs> I screwed off my 20s so bad, so, so bad. Um, and I spent my 30s repairing a lot of my poor mistakes in my 20s. And now I'm in a place in the past five, I spent my early 30s doing that. Um, and now... Um, the latter part of my 30s, entering my 40s, I've really kind of found my stride in life and business um, and purpose. And I have a hard time thinking about all of the mistakes I made in my 20s. And I grieve that. I grieve those years. I'm really hard on myself about time I think I wasted Uh, by mistakes that I feel like I made. So at 40, 
I'm sitting in this place like, yo, if you had figured this out at 25, you'd be so, so much further in your journey. If you got married at 25 or 30, maybe you'd have kids by now. If you hadn't chased um, bright lights in big cities. Well, in my 20s, I chased fun. <laughs> in my 30s is when I began to chase purpose. And when I found it, you can't taste purpose and not chase it. You can't experience the mountaintop of purpose and not go after it with every fiber of your being. So when I found a piece of it, when I tasted a piece of it, I went at it full throttle and it was at the sacrifice of a relationship and family, you know, building my own, etc. And sometimes I wonder, right? Like, should I have just stayed in Mississippi, gotten married, had kids, and lived that life? Which I probably would have a semblance of happiness. But where I am now is not exactly where I want to be. So then I wonder, did I give up so many years of what could have been? Does that make sense? I don't know. Am I rambling? If so, just let me be. But here's what I realize. Where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. Not to sound like a social media post, but comparison is indeed the thief of joy. Regret, wondering what if, it doesn't undo, it doesn't change. We have to be thankful for the journey. I have to be thankful for the 20s. I have to be thankful for the 30s and where it brought me to, to the person and the woman, the friend, the sister, uh, the aunt, the sister-in-law, the leader, the creative, the visionary that I am today. I wouldn't be this version of JP or Jana if it weren't for those versions. And not every woman, let me just speak to you guys who are women thinking about motherhood or the lack thereof. Not every woman is meant to be a mother. And if you are, you have been entrusted with such an amazing gift. You've been entrusted with a life. And if you're not, that doesn't make you less than a woman, any less a woman. If you're not a conventional mother, there's adoption, there's IVF, there's foster care, there's circumstances that turns you into a mother, biological, unbiological, whatever, non-biological, whatever that is. But that doesn't make you more than or less than a woman. And being a mother doesn't define you no more than not being one defines you. Um, Listen, I might be on my Janet Jackson vibe. Didn't she have a baby at 45 or something? Like, don't do me. First of all, I got five years the way <laughs> the way I see it. I'm looking at Janet, and if I want to birth um, something, a human being in the earth, if the Lord says so, then I've got five years to do it. Yeah, I know about all of the changes and all of that stuff but I'm just saying from you know aside from all of that I want you all as people to embrace whatever state of change your life has encountered it may be in your career it may be in your marriage it may be in your family it may be personally professionally spiritually whatever that is I just want you to embrace it don't judge it assess it Jamal McNeil, shout out Jamal, is a phenomenal acting coach. And one thing he teaches in his acting classes when he comes in to the cats that I work with, he says, don't judge your character. 
Just assess them. Don't judge it. Assess it. Don't judge your feelings. Assess them. Feel what you need to feel. Joy, pain, grief, sadness, anger, frustration, peace, whatever that is. And then don't judge what you're feeling. Assess it. So don't judge it. Don't judge the change in your life. Don't judge 40, Jana. Don't judge the divorce. Don't judge the marriage. Don't judge the breakup. Don't judge the bank account. Don't judge the mistake. Don't judge the family. Just assess it. Assess where you are. And then you pivot and move forward from it. I just want to encourage you, you know, where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. The what if game never helped anybody. Just assess it. Negative self-talk. Those things are not true. Assess the feeling. Imposter syndrome is real, but it does not exist, if that makes sense. Assess it. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I don't care if you're under a bridge or in the penthouse. Assess it. It's exactly where you're supposed to be. And then how do we move forward? What's next? So what is next for you or me? Healing? Wholeness? Acceptance? I don't know, you know. I think for me it's processing. I think it's... I don't know, maybe reprogramming my brain. I really struggle with being a perfectionist. I talked about this in episode one. Go listen to episodes one through three, if you haven't. Available wherever you get your podcast. Talked about this in episode one. I really, really struggle with uh, being a perfectionist, with presenting properly, with um, acknowledging my success, with feeling like I have been successful, with the concept of good enough. And I've been trying to find the root of that. I don't. I don't know exactly what the root of that is but it's like no matter what I do I have a yeah but in my spirit for me only for me with others yo I'm I'm validating I'm celebrating uh, I have so much empathy and grace and understanding and encouragement but for me the lens through which I view myself I need to clean off those lenses Because my anxiety towards 40, maybe this is the crux of it. Maybe this is what I was trying to get to. Is I feel like I haven't done enough. Or what I have done isn't good enough, maybe. I got to work on that. And I I think I've said this several times in several sittings. several occasions and I think I may have said this on another podcast of mine I'm not certain but my biggest fear my biggest fear is reaching the mountaintop of success whatever that looks like right for me and then maybe it's the Oscar stage maybe it's the Tony's stage maybe it's the Grammy stage the People's Choice Awards the Emmys You know, all of those are forms of validation, right? You know, whatever that is. And that's a whole other conversation. Maybe it's having a successful television series on network television. Maybe it's Selma on Broadway, Selma on a national Broadway tour. Uh, Maybe it's (laughs) sitting down with Oprah. Maybe, I don't know, but whatever that is, right? My biggest fear is that I'll reach that thing. 
And then that night, I'll be laying in bed staring at the ceiling unfulfilled with a Tony on my nightstand or a Grammy in my hand or the night after my interview with Oprah or the night after my show premieres or whatever. And the, the truth is all of those things are, 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 are long-term big vision goals. Is that because that's what I view as validation, as success? Is, am I validation seeking? Is that why 40 feels so anxious to me? Like, oh my God, my time is running out. Yo, I don't know. But if that's what you're feeling, I want you to know. And maybe this is just me talking to me here. Or, 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 or maybe I should say, maybe this should be me talking to me here but if you're feeling these things at whatever juncture of life you're at I want to say to you I want to say to you in my best Viola Davis impression (laughs) you is kind you is smart And you is important. I want to say to you that you are good enough. That your successes, your accolades, your bank account, your resume, the things that you have done do not define you or have not done. Those things do not define you. Success does not look like mansions, millions, and really cute social media pictures, Instagrammable photos, and dope captions. That is not success. It is not likes. It is not views. It is not shares. It is not viral moments. Success is who you are. It is your kindness. It is your heart. It is your integrity. It is your character. It is your intent, intention. It is how you make people feel when they are in your presence. It is who you are at your core. It is not zeros even though there's nothing wrong with that either there is nothing wrong with financial success there is nothing wrong with success public success platform fame if that is what you're called to but so many of us are chasing things we were never called to because the internet and social media and comparison and things in our lives have told us that we need to chase that level of validation that We need to chase Range Rovers and Lambos and Rolls Royces and mansions and and all of these things, which are perfectly fine. Listen, I want a Rolls Royce Cullinan. I want a Lamborghini Urus. Those are things that I want, but that doesn't mean those don't validate me. Those can't, let me say that, validate me. I want studios and offices and banks and so many things. But those things cannot validate me. Those things, the things we chase have to facilitate our purpose. And some people have to have a platform and some people have to be famous and some people have to have lots of money in order to facilitate purpose. But those things cannot validate you. They don't qualify, quantify, or identify who you are. It doesn't matter what your resume is. Nobody gets to the end of their life and says, I wish I had made more money. Nobody gets to the end of their life and said, I should have won one more Grammy. Nobody gets to the end of their life and says, I wish I had bought 
the new Range Rover that came out in 2023. They get to the end of their life and say, you should have ate the cake. You should have gotten married. You should have taken the trip. You should have splurged. I should have forgiven sooner. I should have loved a little bit harder. I should have taken a chance. I should have loved myself. I should have forgiven myself. That is what people get to the end of life and say. So if that's what people get to the end of life and say, we need to be saying that now. I don't want to get to the end of life and have my Grammys and my Oscars and all of that stuff in my Oprah interview and my, my, my Lamborghini Urus and my Rolls Royce Cullinan and my Range Rover and all the things and all the zeros and look around and have nothing to show for it other than the material possessions the Lord knows we cannot take with us. And it's so cliche, but we hear it all the time. You've never seen a U-Haul behind a Hirsch. So whatever transition of life you're struggling with, I want you to just look at it and say, this is blank. For me, this is 40. Where I am, who I am, and who I'm becoming is exactly where I need to be. And it's perfectly fine. And yo, anybody who doesn't accept that, who makes you feel less than, those are not your people. Those are not your tribe. And that is okay. If you are a working single mother taking care of your children or a single father taking care of your children, and you live in a modest home or an apartment or whatever the case may be and you're renting your furniture and you're doing the best you freaking can, that's okay. I know the internet will tell you, you gotta get your credit right and you gotta do this and you gotta buy a house and you gotta have a 401k and you gotta have this and this and this. And all of those things are nice and those things are great and you should have goals. Listen, this is not a pass for complacency. This is not an approval of mediocrity. All I'm saying is if you are living the best life you can, the best version of yourself, then that is enough. I don't care what the magazines or social media or the YouTube accounts or the television or people in your family, or your wife, or your husband, or your friend circle, or your peer group, or your co-workers or employees. I don't care what they say. I don't care about the 10X conferences, about how to 10X your money, and how to get your credit right in 30 days, and you need to buy this. And I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm talking about who you are at your core, the Bible says the heart is desperately wicked. What is in your heart? That's what I'm talking about. Who are you at, at your core, your heart, your character, your integrity? When your back is against the wall, who are you? When you're on the mountaintop, who are you? When you are in the valley, who are you? Because that is the person I'm talking to. That's the person your children are going to be proud of. That's the person your husband or wife is going to be proud to sit on your arm. That is the person that the world is going to know and remember. Yeah, we may talk about the money. Yeah, we may talk about your car or your home or your Gucci or your Louis. And I love, I love all of the things, right? I'm a I love all of the things. I like nice things, nice experiences, expensive shoes, expensive food. I, I'm that person. But there is a balance, you guys. And everybody isn't called to a platform, fame, or fortune. Everybody isn't called to degrees and doctorates. Some people are called to their communities. Some people are called to their families. Some people are called to the back of a garbage truck. And that doesn't make 
you any less than the man that's called to the White House. At whatever age. Teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, it doesn't matter. As long as you have breath in your body, you have purpose in your life. And I get the anxiety around the transitions. I get the depression, the negative self-talk, the frustration. I get it. I truly do. But this is my truth. (laughs) And my therapy to an extent, I guess. You know. This is 40. So whatever it is, this is divorce. This is 30. This is 60. This is motherhood. This is grief. This is life after loss. This is life after divorce. Whatever. This is triumph. This is celebration. Whatever transition you're going through in life. Good, bad, or indifferent. Live there. Learn there. Accept there. Don't judge it. Assess it. Because this is. And eventually we have to grow there. Eventually we have to grow from wherever we are. a sneaking feeling that I'm over 35 minutes but I'm gonna make my attempt to close (laughs) and as as I said about growing up in the black baptist church here's my close number one (laughs) we have to grow from there you have to forgive yourself there wherever this is you have to forgive your parents well, you don't have to. Let me re- reword that. How do we grow from there? My suggestion is forgiveness and healing. I suggest that you forgive yourself for not protecting the five-year-old you, for making bad mistakes at the 20-year-old you, for not knowing the 30-year-old you, feeling regret the 40-year-old you, whatever that is whatever version of you, you have to forgive that. You have to forgive your past. That means your parents. That means past relationships, romantic, familial, business, and otherwise. Friends, we are human beings who are imperfect. And the grace of God is sufficient for all of us. And I get it, God gives grace, man does it. I understand it. But if you can find a place of grace for the mistakes of other people who were just trying to figure it out too. I didn't say you have to reconcile every relationship that you forgive. But if you can find the place of grace for yourself, for your parents, and for relationships that hurt you in the past, I think we can move forward from this. Whatever your this is blank. We can move. I can move forward from 40 if I can forgive myself for not having accomplished what I think I should have accomplished. If I can forgive myself, give myself grace and the lack of perfection because it doesn't exist. I'm trying to create a world that simply does not exist. And it's a journey. And just because I talked about it in episode one a couple of months ago, doesn't mean it's not something I deal with. And it's not something that's going to be resolved overnight. Whatever it is that you need to forgive yourself, whether it's parenting, whether it's addiction, whether it's poor character, bad decisions, letting people down, whatever that is, you got to find the place of grace for you and for others. And I think that's the first step in moving forward. I would like to insert a disclaimer here. I am not a licensed professional. 
Um, I don't have a certificate. I am not a life coach. I am not a counselor. I am not a therapist. I am not a psychiatrist. If you are in a place uh, where mentally um, you're struggling in a different way, you should seek help from a licensed professional who is trained to handle these type of things. I am not pretending to be or asserting or assessing that I fall into either of these categories or that I possess the ability to help you through. So please hear my heart when I say these things. I'm talking about my experience and my life through my lens. That's it. That's it. But I think where we go from here, men and women, is really we release the pressures of perfection. The comparison, the condemnation, and the things that keep us from en- enjoying the blank. That this is this is 40, I should be enjoying this. And all of these things are preventing that from happening. So you should be enjoying your mountaintop. You should be enjoying your success. You should be enjoying motherhood. You should be enjoying your marriage. You should be enjoying your job change. You should be enjoying some of the things or some of the life changes or changes we should be enjoying. And because we're so busy judging them and judging ourselves and not assessing it and learning from it and healing from it, we're unable to sit in that place. We're unable to live in the place. So yeah, this is 40 for me. I have a lot of really exciting things happening in my career and with my production company. and I won't bore you guys with those things, but there's a lot of great things happening. There's new projects, new commissions, um, new projects I've been commissioned for old projects that we're birthing, rebirthing, reimagining. There's this podcast. I've got spoken word, a spoken word single. It's called Dear God. And I think, I think I encompass a lot of what I'm feeling in that piece. A lot of the things I've said today, I think I address in that piece. So um, wherever you stream your music, you can go listen. But yeah, so I'm probably over 35 minutes and uh, I don't know, maybe I'm rambling, but I just want to encourage you as always. I want to end by encouraging you where you are is exactly where you need to be. Don't judge where you are, just assess where you are. Find the place of grace for yourself and for others. Find forgiveness, which will lead to healing and wholeness. The Bible tells us, God says, that he desires that we prosper even as our soul prospers. Our soul cannot prosper if we're broken. If we're striving for places of perfection that don't exist, if we're comparing our lives to a filtered universe of social media that is not real if we're comparing this stealing the joy of where we are the joy of the journey if we're looking so far ahead at where we're where we want to be that we can't adopt a posture of gratefulness for where we are if we can't understand and realize and look around that we are living i am the Legitimately living in answered prayers. Who? I felt that. I'm living in answered prayers. But somehow, I'm judging those same blessings. That's wild. The human mind is wild. So we, we got to grow from here. I'm 
I don't know what I'm doing for 40. I have no plans. That's wild, huh? All of my friends, my family, everybody's like, yo, what are we doing? And I'm like, I don't know. My brother every day texts me and says, what are we doing? And I'm like, I do not know because I, I feel guilty for celebrating it. How, that's crazy, y'all. That is crazy. I feel like I shouldn't be celebrating it. That's dumb. <laughs> oh, God. We got to do better, you guys. We got to live authentically. Um, we got to be authentic. We have to show up authentic. We have to present authentically because our children are mimicking the world that we're creating and they're living in a world that is not real and they're trying to duplicate we adults full-grown full-blown adults trying to duplicate a world that doesn't exist with flashing lights money cars and clothes and all the things and there's nothing again wrong with those things i like enjoy nice things but we have to balance the truth of life with the truth of purpose and the truth of the intention of who God called us and created us to be. I hope this helps somebody. I don't know if it helped me yet. I'll I'll let you know, maybe on the next podcast. I don't know when the next one's coming. I try to do, they're not bi-weekly. I try to do one every two weeks, which sounds bi-weekly, but like one, two weeks and then one. So not every other week, but skip But this one was a little, uh, there was a little more time in between um, for the reasons I stated at the top of the podcast. So just like we end every podcast, I'm going to end it with a prayer for you. God, our Father, God of the universe, our creator, our maker. God, I come before you today uh, with gratefulness in my heart, with humility in my heart. And I pray for every life that is listening, not just today or to this particular episode, but to every listener on this journey for episode one and beyond I pray for their life specifically I pray for their lives I pray for their mind I pray for their heart I pray for their well-being I pray oh father in the name of Jesus for them I pray for their sanity I pray for their hope I pray for their dreams I pray for their children I pray for their marriages I pray for their careers. I pray for their bank accounts. I pray for their creative space. I pray for the entrepreneurs. I pray for the creatives. I pray for the black women. I pray for the men, the women. I pray for the children. I pray for everything and everyone that is attached to them. I pray for them. I build an altar, God. I create an altar and put them on the altar, God. And I ask that you meet them where they are, meet them in their need, whether they're in the valley, whether they're on the mountain, mountaintop or whether they're on a journey God whether they're joyous whether they're sad whether they're angry whether they're happy God wherever they are father in their mental space in their mental health on their spiritual journey God wherever they are whatever they're doing God I pray for them and I don't know who's listening but you know so I speak their name in the spirit You know who it is. You know who's listening. I pray, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over their minds. I plead the blood of Jesus over their hearts. I plead the blood of Jesus over their dreams, over their desires, over their visions. I plead the blood of Jesus over their lives, over their children's lives. I plead the blood of Jesus over their homes. I plead the blood of Jesus over their creative space, over their bank accounts, over their mindsets. God, over the thing that they're that you're birthing in their bellies. God, I plead the blood of Jesus for your word says wherever the blood is, the enemy must pass over. So the enemy must pass. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. We rebuke the hand of the enemy off of their lives, off of their creative, off of their genius, off of their 
God-given brilliance off of their gifting, off of their calling, off their anointing. God, I just pray for them. I lift them up. God, will you wrap your arms around them? Will you swaddle them in your love? Will you be God in their lives? Be a big God. Lord, whatever it is, whatever the need, God, whether it's emotional, spiritual, mental, financial or physical oh god it may be their health oh father god meet the need it may be their finances oh father father meet the need it may be their mental health god meet the need it may be their physical dwelling god it may be their homes god meet the need it may be in their relationship god it may be in their parenting it may be with their children god meet the need it may be an addiction oh father god meet the need it may be imposter syndrome it may be negative self-talk oh father meet the need it may be insecurity it may be uncertainty god meet the need it may be pride oh father it may be jealousy it may be envy god meet meet the need it may be unforgiveness uncertainty oh god meet the need god meet the need father whatever it is whoever is listening whatever their blank is this is blank meet the need in there this is meet the need oh god meet them where they are and show them reveal unto them who you are remind them oh god who you are remind them who they are in you remind them who you created them to be who you fashioned and formed who you envisioned them to be when they were birthed from their mother's womb your bible your word tells us you knew the hairs on our head before we were formed you knew who we were remind us of our picture and glory of what we look like in the hallways of heaven remind us of who we are remind us that there is a genius anointing that rests in the inside on the inside of every one of us and if we're able to tap into the thing we were created for fashioned for built for burst for purpose for there was a genius anointing there was an anointing of brilliance attached to the thing we were created to become in the earth father let our gifts be made great in the earth through you in the name of jesus father i decree and declare that the grave will not get what the earth was supposed to have oh father lord we rebuke premature death on the lives of every listener god we come against death in every form in every fashion oh god in the name of Jesus, Satan cannot have our lives in the name of Jesus. We will live full. I declare it in the earth. I speak it to be so. We will, we will live full and die empty. The grave cannot get what the earth is supposed to have. Meet the need whatever it is God and whether they're believers or non-believers and Christians and all of the things on here I don't care about any of that I'm praying for the person that you would meet the person right where they are right smack in the middle of their process and that you will reveal the, yourself to them in a way that it's undeniable. God, reveal you to us in a way that we have to say that must be God. God, be God in a way that we must declare that must be God. Be for believers, for non-believers, for everybody who falls in between, God, reveal yourself to us in a way that is undeniable and unforgettable in the name of jesus i pray god i thank you for 39 years of life and i pray that as i enter 40 i declare that these will be the best most fruitful most productive 
most purpose-filled, most positive, most impactful, most in most authentic years of my life. That I will show up in authenticity, in character, in integrity, in honesty, in purpose, in purity, in brilliance, in greatness, in creativity, in every room that I step in. From studios to gas stations, from churches churches to movie theaters, to theater stages, to movie houses, from the crack house to the white house, Lord, wherever you send me, I declare that I'll show up authentically in purpose and people's lives will be changed as a result. Father, I'm not chasing a pla- I'm not chasing a platform, but I'm chasing purpose. But I will use my platform to magnify the purpose. I declare that it is so in the name of Jesus. And because it is so, it can never be otherwise. I seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus, the blood from the cross. The blood of the lamb, the blood that named us and claimed us, the blood that saved us. And God, we thank you for your blood. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, hey, I hope this helped. I hope you're still listening. I hope you're still here. Uh, Share it with somebody. I just ask that you share this podcast with somebody. Text it to somebody. I'd love for you to share it on your social media. I'd love for you to rate it five stars. I'd love for you to leave a review a positive one. Uh, But if you don't have a positive review, email us, hit us up, tell us how we could be better. Um, I'm always open to constructive criticism and feedback as long as it's it's not disrespectful. Um, I don't do disrespect, but I do do um, constructive criticism and feedback. So um, I'd love to hear your feedback, but more importantly, I'd love for you to share it. The only way um, artists, creatives, creators like me get to the masses is through you. Every listener matters. So if you could share it with one person, inbox it, DM it. And most effectively, I'd love for you to share it on your social media. Um, episodes one through three are available now episodes one through four are available we are working our way we're coming up on um, the point where we're going to be bringing guests on I just wanted to establish uh, my voice and my intention first before we start bringing other guests but I'm excited about some of the guests we're bringing on hopefully um, this is helping you hopefully it's helping me I'll let you know (laughs) I'll let you know eventually Um, Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a place of healing and therapy for me. And uh, until next time, listen, uh, JP Haynes 31 on Instagram. I'm JP Haynes on uh, Facebook. J page 31. That's P as in Paul, A-I-G-E. JP as in Paul, A-I-G-E 31 on Twitter. Uh, my website is janahaines.com. You can also go to selmothermusical.com and ictelevision.com to check out what we're doing. We've got some exciting events coming up. Uh, we've got a concert in New York coming up on June 19th. Shout out to Malcolm X the Musical. Uh, we're doing a joint concert for June 19th. Uh, Selma the Musical and Malcolm X the Musical in concert in New York City at 54 Below. We'd love for you to see you there. Love to see you there. Uh, June 8th, 9th, and 11th in Atlanta, Georgia at King's Chapel on the campus of Morehouse. Selma the Musical will be in concert and a stage reading. So it's songs from the show and the dialogue from the show. We will be performing. Uh, It's a private invitation only stage reading on the 8th, but the 9th and 11th are open to the public. Public. You can get tickets on selmathemusical.com. Also, um, coming up, we'll be in D.C., Pittsburgh, Chattanooga, Nashville, and some other places, along with announcing some new works that are coming um, on the stage, some new works that are coming in TV and film, 
and we are excited. Y'all, if you believe in the power of prayer, the power of positive prayer, pray for me. Um, Say my name. I'd appreciate your prayers, your positive prayers. Um, Not not your pray, your P-R-E-Y, but your positive prayers for my strength, my health, my mental and physical health, um, my journey, because I'm definitely praying for you guys. Appreciate you. Share it with somebody. Let somebody know that this episode of Creative Entrepreneurs, Black Women, and other stuff is available for streaming wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, y'all. Peace. <laughs>